Hey guys, and welcome back to the Survival Show podcast. Today, David and I will be starting a new segment called Tiny Survival Masterclass Quick Tips. This segment is based on the new 2.0 Tiny Survival Guide. So come on in and join us for the first episode of our new series for the Tiny Survival Masterclass. Hey everyone, welcome to this edition of Survival Quick Tips, which is part of the Tiny Survival Guide learning system and our full Tiny Survival Masterclass online training. In this segment, what Dave and I are going to do is we'll take a few minutes to break down a vital emergency preparedness or survival topic that's found in the Tiny Survival Guide, which is Amazon's number one best-selling EDC survival guide. And along the way, what we'll be doing is share a few action steps that you can put into practice today. Today, we will be referencing section H, which is shelter in the tiny survival guide as we take you through seven keys to a safe, bomb-proof survival shelter. Let's get started. All right, Craig, so to get us all on the same page, I'd just like to take us back to what we've previously talked about and get everybody moving forward in the same direction. So can you quickly relate our topic of shelter to the rule of three and why shelter is so important? As it relates to the rule of threes, the reason we hit sheltering so quickly is because if you don't have proper thermal regulation of your body temp, then you're going to fall victim in a survival disaster related situation. So you've got to get shelter, which includes your clothes within three hours to maintain your core body temp, particularly in cold weather. At the same time in hot weather too, you can get overexerted in hot weather. So you, you must take care of thermal regulation within that three hours. All right. So now let's go through some key fundamentals of building a safe survival shelter. And what we're going to do is we're going to specifically right now talk about what we should do. So do make or find shelter before dark. You know, the rule of thumb that I always tell our students in training, and that ranges from federal law enforcement officers down to average ordinary people like me and you, is that you must start creating a shelter or find a shelter that you can get into, even in an urban situation, two hours before dark. The reason I say that is because it's going to take, in a rural situation in particular, you're going to have that two hours to get that shelter ready, as well as gather as much tinder and firewood as you can around you, particularly for that rural situation. And that goes same for urban in setting up your security because the biggest danger for you in a situation in an urban event is being able to take your needs and provide safety and security for you and those who are there. So having a good set of eyes with a couple hours before dark is a really good rule of thumb. All right, next, do carry a poncho, tarp, or trash bag. Craig, I know you love trash bags. Tell us why. I talk about trash bags because they they provide shelter. They can gather water. They can hold gear. There's such a useful piece of equipment for survival supplies. But at the very least, cut a hole in the bottom of it, stick it over your head, put it over your body. You've got an immediate rain shelter. You have an immediate shelter that gets you out of the wind. You know, water, the two W's, water and wind are the two big things that will remove your body heat, and so it's a vital piece of equipment. Over and above that, a poncho and or a tarp or some variation of it provides a shelter where multiple people can get in there together, but at the very least, everybody should have that 55-gallon drum garbage bag in their supplies, every single person in your crew. Yeah, super lightweight, super compact, can go in almost any EDC kit, cargo pocket, whatever. Having some cord and a cutting tool is a good idea too, right? 
Oh, absolutely. Uh, big fan of it, it cutting tool, whether it's something that you keep on your keychain so you're carrying it with you all the time, pocket knife or a fixed blade knife that goes in your wrap in your regular uh, bug out supplies. Okay, next one. Do make shelter near resources. What do you think of that? Shel- uh, sheltering near resources is because survival is a lazy man's game. And you want to be able to retain as many calories, as much energy and water within your body and not use it up doing stuff. So if you have to go travel a very far distance to go get resources, whatever those resources are, then you're actually burning calories. You don't need to be burning. So set that shelter up close where you can get to your food if there's available food, water, fire starting material, and that sort of thing. Like, for example... Uh, we had a rural class, wilderness survival class recently, and I had our students uh, building their shelters right in the middle of a bunch of trees that had fallen down because there were so much resources right there already. So what do you think of this idea of game trails? Should people build their shelters near or far away from, from game trails? just depends on what your needs are. Uh, if you're in a situation where you want to be found, you know, being around a game trail where a hunter might come across you would be a good thing. But if you're trying to set up on game trails or if you're sitting up on gate trails and you have the intention of utilizing some sort of hunting or trapping methods to to harvest those game animals, then you're messing up because they're going to they're going to be frightened. They're going to be scared. They're going to leave the area when they see that you're in their area. All right. What about an urban environment? If you had to set up some sort of a temporary shelter, would you want to be close to where people would traverse or would you be want to be further away? I think you want to be as far away as you can to get to those resources. And I think the key in an urban situation, well, I know the key in an urban situation is safety and security because think about it in a rural situation, you want to get to people so people can find you. But in an urban situation, you're trying to stay as far away from people as you can. So the key I think for an urban situation is be able to navigate in a way that you can possibly navigate at night because there's going to be less people out at night as well as it's going to be harder for people to see you at night if you need to navigate to resources. Okay, next, do make a warm and dry bed. I think this is key. Uh, Again, water and wind are the two W's that cause problems for thermoregulation, particularly in a rural environment. But it's, again, going back to the urban situation, we must consider it the same way. So anything that you can utilize to make that dry bed so that you can get some sleep. Morale is cool. Morale is not necessarily king, but it's pretty close to it. If you're not getting good sleep, you're not going to have very good morale. And so doing anything and everything you can to ensure that you have a warm, dry bed is going to be vital to continuing or maintaining your morale. So I just want to come back to trash bags here. One trash bag for a shelter over you. What can you do with a a second trash bag as far as making a bed? Yeah, I'm a big fan of making a tiny little mattress out of a garbage bag full of dry material. And actually, it could be wet material if that's all you have available to you. But it's something that can insulate you from the ground. Because if you lay directly on the ground, the ground is going to act as a heat conductor. It's going to pull heat out of you. So anything that you can utilize inside of a garbage bag to basically create a mattress that you lay down on is going to be very beneficial for you. All right, next, do orient shelter properly. What do we mean by that? I usually 
like to tell people, remember to look up, look down, look left, and look right whenever you're building a shelter that you're going to stay in. You look up so that you don't have anything above you that could bring harm to you, and that includes trees that could fall on you. That could be looking up for your own security and seeing what's above you. If you're in an urban situation, look down. Make sure there's nothing on the ground that is a toxic plant like poison ivy or something of that nature. Pull all the roots out of the way and the sticks out of the way so that you get good, uh, again, a good night's sleep so you have good morale. And then look left and right. Left and right are there just to help remind you that, from my perspective, that if you have the ability to set up a shelter where you get morning sun, then set that up because that morning sun is going to be the thing that's going to increase your morale exponentially first thing in the morning. And number two, start giving you some body heat back because sun's going to provide a lot of body heat or a lot of heat for you to warm your body up and make you feel a lot more comfortable. All right, next one here. And it may sound a little bit out of place, but maybe you can explain why it's here. Do carry three ways to make fire. Fire is going to be king. Uh, the issue with most survival situations is thermal regulation. That's a major issue is being able to regulate your body temperature. And your body is the only heater that you take with you into the woods. Therefore, if you can create a heater out there, hence a fire, then you're going to be much better off to be able to get heat from your environment whenever you possibly can. And as far as fire building is concerned, three ways to build a fire. I mean, you cannot overkill yourself unless you're carrying a whole pack full of fire starting supplies, right? So I'm a big fan of taking something that you can start a fire, a backup for that, and then a backup for that so you can ensure that you have the supplies needed to build a fire so that you can get heat in that environment. Fire is also a big morale boost. Obviously provides warmth, light, protection from predators, and also if you're in a survival situation, having a fire is going to help you be seen and, as we've talked about in our rescue section, uh, add a smell element to rescue teams. Right, yeah, absolutely. Okay, do improvise, adapt, and overcome. Think like a Marine. I love it. You want to be able to improvise and adapt. We've talked about that at length in various podcasts and what have you. But you've got to be able to you've you've got to be able to bend with stress and flow with it rather than just hard charge right into the middle of it because the more hard charging you do, the more you're gonna break. And so learning how to improvise and adapt to your surroundings and the situation that you've been thrust in will help you actually overcome. Okay, everyone, we are out of time for this survival quick tip segment. But in a moment, Craig and I are going to continue our conversation with some exclusive content for our Tiny Survival Masterclass students that will include five potentially deadly mistakes almost everyone makes when building a survival shelter. So everybody, if you want access to that, it's really important additional content, so jump in. You can take the fast track by identifying and plugging your survival, safety, security, and overall emergency preparedness gaps in these very uncertain times. Use the link below or go over to tinysurvivalmasterclass.com. I think that's it, everybody. Shelter's so important, so vitally important to thermal regulation, so... Take care of your clothes. Take care of what you're going to be building that you can get into and those that you care about can get into. I actually think that's it. So don't forget to subscribe wherever you're watching or listening. 
for more survival quick tips and hashtag HBO boys and girls share this content with others so you can help them be better prepared. It's free to do so. And we greatly appreciate it until next time. Keep it simple. Be positive. And stay sharp.